Welcome to The Last Trump, a radio show on end times prophecy. We encourage you to get your Bibles out and go to the scriptures with us as we look at the biblical truths found within the Bible that are pointing us to the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And now, live from the Revolution Studios on Grand Island, New York, here's your host, Mike Jory. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Spencer Eisenhower, the audio engineer here at Joshua Revolution, and you're listening to The Last Trump. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We truly appreciate it. And uh, Pastor Mike Chory and Bill Bonifacio have a great program for you guys tonight. So make sure you get your Bibles out and you get ready to dive in to the Word of God. Before we start things off, though, I want to bring to your attention, if you are unaware, that we do have a free app on the Google Play Store and the App Store Uh, Free of charge to you. All you have to do is just type in Joshua Revolution, and you can find any of these podcasts from our our radio program, our radio broadcasts uh, from that past week uploaded here on the app and the website every single Monday. Again, that's Joshua Revolution in the Google Play or the App Store, or you can go to our website, www.joshuarevolution.org. And we truly appreciate each and every one of you listening. Thank you so much. You make what we do here at Joshua Revolution possible, so God bless you for that. We're going to get things rolling here with the program, but first we're going to go to this song. You know it. You love it. It's Joshua Aaron, You Are Holy. This is The Last Trump. As for me and my house, we'll serve you, Lord, lifting holy hands and worship. No, we will not bow down to the gods of man. We will worship the God of Israel. You are holy, holy.
That's Joshua, Aaron, and the song that I love so much, You Are Holy. Welcome tonight to The Last Trump. I am your host, Mike Chory, and sitting alongside of me, Bill Bonifacio. Bill, welcome to The Last Trump. Well, I am excited. The book of Revelation never grows old, and, and we just have to look at the culture, and we see the book of Revelation come alive. So we're looking forward to the radio show tonight. Well, it's good to have you, and you're going to be uh, staying on with us for the cross-eyed uh, broadcast tonight. So we want to welcome all of our guests, all of our listeners that come in each and every week, and uh, it is a joy to be with you. And, of course, when we get into Bible prophecy, it's a very serious subject because it's a very serious time. And last week we were studying the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation and the second coming of Jesus Christ. And this is really the, the hope for the world, that when Jesus comes back, he's going to make all the crooked roads straight. He's going to restore everything that the locusts have eaten. There really is no way that we can rightly describe, explain to you the, the second coming of Jesus. But let me say this. He's not coming back as a lamb. He's coming back as a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. And Bill, when I see many, many things that are being taught, preached today, you don't hear much about judgment anymore. Mm -hmm. And it concerns me because judgment is staring our country and the world right in the face. We are in the time of the coming of the Lord. And, and some of the terminology in Scripture 
for the coming of the Lord is the day of the Lord, the day of judgment, the day of great wrath. And tonight we're going to be looking at the battle between good and evil. And it's the last battle. It's called the battle of Armageddon, the final battle, which is the decisive conflict or confrontation between Satan and God. And somebody asked me one time, they said, does Satan really think he's going to win the final battle? And I said, yes, he does. And he knows the Bible. And so ask yourself the question tonight, how can the devil think he's going to win when he knows the Bible and the Bible clearly tells him he's going to lose? Well, Mm. for two reasons. One, he doesn't believe. He's an unbeliever. But even more so, he's a liar. And the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 44, I believe it is, he is the father of lies. And he has lied so much, he's pathological. Mm. What is a pathological liar? They've lied so much, they believe their own lies. Mm. They have created their own untruth. And they've said it so many times they believe it as reality. Mm, and you said in the scripture says that he is the father of lies. Well, father is the position of authority. He has the authority if in himself to believe the lies that are being perpetrated throughout the culture. And just look around. You know, so many people have asked me, what is truth? What is truth anymore? You can't believe anything you hear anymore. And I've been around the planet long enough where I remember when a handshake was just that. It was an agreement with, between two people. Handshakes don't mean anything anymore. Signed, you don't even need your signature anymore. So the question is, really, what is truth? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody comes through the Father, including you, Satan. So get well, behind me. Well, what we want to do tonight is we want to unload, we want to reveal. That's what the book of Revelation, the word revelation means to unveil, to reveal. And so if you want to know, what, how's this thing going to end? If you want to know what's coming, the book of, of Revelation will tell you. Hmm. And what we are staring at right now is the worst time ever to be on the earth that there ever was. And there are right now people in the church that believe that the church has got to go through the tribulation. There are even people teaching today that, that they don't even believe there is a, a tribulation, that we're in the tribulation, and they believe in what's called dominionism, that the church is going to make the planet and the world better that we, we can create our own reality. I had a, uh, I was, I had a meeting this week I was in and, uh, I knew it wasn't going to be good when I was invited into it, to be really honest with you, because the man who was speaking was going under the term archbishop and he was from another country. And I've been in these meetings before, uh, those that come out in their collars and their religious garb friend, it, it, I'm sorry, that's, that's not Christianity. We've been set mm. free. I don't put a collar on. I don't go by the name Bishop. Uh, now, Bishop, let me just say this. I'm not against someone 
with that name. But really, well, all it is is another name for pastor. Hmm. So if you want to go by bishop, you can go by bishop. But this whole thing of man, you know, being my covering and all these churches that they start and say, well, you know, my bishop is my covering. Sinful man cannot cover you. Hmm. And the Bible says God, he hates that covering of man. We are not to put our trust in man. We are covered by the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the one in charge of the church. Now, does that mean there's not people in leadership in a church that hold the pastor accountable? Absolutely. They're called deacons. They're called other uh, elders. But we don't believe and teach in a covering of man. Mm. So I can't be your covering. You can't be my covering. We're all put our pants on one leg at a time. We're sinners saved by grace. Mm. And Jesus said in the book of Revelation that he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. The Nicolaitans, the word means, uh, it's two words, and it it means controlling the laity, ruling over the laity. Mm. Another version uh, talks about the the government of, of man. And so that's religion. And so what we've been set free from that, God hates the deeds Mm. of the Nicolaitans. But this man was saying in this meeting that when Hamas came in to invade Israel and they killed over 1,200 people, he said they created their own reality. They created evil. All right, I, I understand that, right? But he turned that around and said, as Christians, we can go into society and create our own reality. Friend, let me say this to you. That is the back to the little God theology that I can call those things which are not as though they were. No, mm. no, I have no creative ability whatsoever. That belongs exclusively to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one mm-hmm. that can change a heart. He's the only one that can change our present situation that we're in. And he's going to do that when he comes again. Now, as believers that have Jesus living inside us and the kingdom of God is within us. Right. Absolutely. We are to be salt and light to the community. We are preserving, if you will, the goodness of God as believers. But evil is there's more people walking around this planet Mm. that are evil than are following Jesus Christ. Right. He said that. How can a, someone that proclaims dominionism, is that how you say it? Dominionism, not see the culture of the world and what's happening in the world. I mean, Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow, not lead, but follow, follow what? man no follow him the holy spirit through the holy spirit because soon he would be gone and the holy spirit will come well that's all we need is the holy spirit that live dwell in us we'll be looking at the book of acts next hour the book of acts is the power of god that resides in us not some proclamation that we say okay everybody come together let's unify no we're unify against around one thing that's the cross of calvary 
Well, Bill, you have to understand that this dominionism, first of all, it's been around for a long time, but it's, it's reemerged itself in the last days. It denies a tribulation. It denies a rapture. Mm. They call the rapture, you know, uh, Western thinking. The rapture has been around. The teaching of the rapture goes all the way back to the first century. Paul was the one who first brought out this rapture of the church, and, and we can read it tonight in 1 Thessalonians chapter, chapter 4 and verse 13. Paul um, was introducing something that was brand new, really. The prophets didn't even see the church age and they didn't see, they, they understood a rapture. Daniel, or let me say it better, they understood a resurrection. Daniel spoke of two resurrections in the 12th chapter of Daniel. So they understood that. But the rapture was a, was a that was for the church age and is for the church age. So when you go to First Thessalonians and you read chapter 4, verse 13, he said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren concerning them which are asleep, that you not sorrow, not even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. I hear this, by the word of the Lord. Can't be any more emphatic than that. Then we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Now, let me ask this question. How can you comfort the church tonight if I tell you we're going through the tribulation? We're going, we're going to be on the earth for the mark of the beast. We're going to be on the earth for all of the destruction that's coming. No, friend, the Bible says he has not appointed his children for wrath. And so when we read what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 21, I mean, this is a dire warning, right? Right from the master himself of what is going to happen in the last days. And Jesus said, for then shall, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. This is what's ahead. The worst the world has ever known. And it will be so bad, it will never be repeated again. And we have been teaching over the months that we've been here on the last Trump on the 777 judgment. Mm. Seven trumpet judgments, seven, well, let's start it right, seven sealed judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and seven bold judgments, 21 judgments sent by God on this planet because people have turned their back on God's Mm -hmm. son, Jesus Christ. But for those who know him, those who come to know him, you can escape the wrath of God. You can be taken up 
raptured up, caught up. That's what this word means. And by the way, in 1 Thessalonians, I want to bring you back to that word for a moment, is the word to be caught up, to meet the Lord in the air, is the Greek word harpazo. And it's a violent verb. And what it means is to be snatched away. Almost forcibly at the last minute, before the danger comes, you're caught up, you're snatched away. That's where we get the word rapture. Mm. So if you don't like the word rapture, I heard someone say, well, the, the word rapture is not in the Bible. Well, either is Trinity, but we believe in a, mm-hmm. a, a thrice holy God. But if you don't like the word rapture, use the word resurrection. How's mm. that one for you? How's the mm. word caught up? Mm. That's what this is referring to. And so God is going to take his bride. Jesus's bride is going to be taken away at the last moment, right before the judgment of God. The next prophetic event on God's calendar is the rapture of the church, which is the Mm. resurrection. And so for all of you out there that want to call the rapture Western thinking that's just come out in the last 200 years, that's just completely erroneous. And to call it escapism, yes, I would agree with you. There is an escape tonight for every one of you listening tonight to be to escape the judgment of God, the tribulation, and it's coming very soon. And in fact, Luke 21 verse 36 says, watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. So yes, the rapture of the church is an escape. And, and why, who gets to escape the wrath of God? Those that have put their faith in the blood of Jesus. You've repented of your sins. You've made Jesus the Lord of your life. And you're trusting in what he did on Calvary mm-hmm. to forgive you of your sins and to remove the wrath of God over your life. That is who is going to escape in the rapture. Sure. As you had read, Pastor Mike, First uh, Thessalonians 4, 17, once again, it says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be what? Caught up or raptured together. Together is a body of believers together caught up with them. Who's them? The, all those all that have gone before saints. us, all the spirits, Amen. They're, in, they're in heaven today. They don't have their glorified body, mm-hmm. but they have their spirit body. And when, when they are, when the, the day of the resurrection, they're going to get their glorified body that it will never die. When, when we're transformed on the earth in a twinkling of an eye, I mm-hmm. believe we're going to be alive at the rapture by the mm-hmm. looks of things. Now That's he could exciting. tarry, he could change things and wait. I don't think he will. But I, I believe that those of you that are going to be around here for the next few years, I believe you're going to be alive when the coming of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And think about that. What an incredible gift that will be to never die, but to be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. Right. But let me just say this to you as the last generation, which I believe we are, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. We have a responsibility And what is that responsibility as the last generation to warn people of what's coming? Mm -hmm. Thus, this broadcast, the last Trump, we want you to know, we want your family to know what's coming, and we want you to be 
in this escape, this rapture. Right, right. With fellow believers that were caught up or sent to heaven and to meet the Lord in the air. So the Lord will be with them in the air and then we'll be all caught up. Well, let's be clear now. They've died. Their spirit left their body. Mm -hmm. They're with Jesus tonight. My mother's there. Your other Mm -hmm. family members are there. My pastor led me to Jesus. But what that says, when he comes in the clouds, all the saints of all the ages will be with him. There you go. But they're not in their spiritual body, not until he raises that body from the earth, Mm. right out of the grave of where they were buried. Not their old body, but a new body that was purchased for them at Calvary's cross. This is called the resurrection. And that body will meet their spirit that is already up in heaven. And then they will be in their glorified body. And we who are on the earth at that time, we we will literally take off. And this is all in a twinkling of an eye. We will take off this temporal body that has aged that that is is breaking down if you're <laughs> in your 60s like me and you will in a twinkling of an eye god will give you you will put on your spiritual body it's a amen. miracle amen it's a miracle the bible says in 1 corinthians 15 it says that corruption will put on incorruption and mortality will put on immortality this is what is going to happen at the rapture of the church. Mm. And this is the event that precedes the 70th week of Daniel, the great tribulation. And tonight where we are in this Bible study, if you will, over radio, we're in the 19th chapter of Revelation coming up to the end of the seven-year period. So the earth has seen all the calamities, all the wrath of God, the judgment of God. I mean, people have died of pestilence. People have died of war. And now we're in the final moment where the Lord is going to defeat the evil. He's going to defeat the Antichrist. He's going to defeat Satan. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And put him into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. And here we are in Revelation chapter 19. I'm going to ask Brother Bill, if you can read that tonight, we're going to be reading, if you're at home, Revelation 19, verse 15. And let's just read verse 15 and 16. Okay. And then we'll break it down. Let me read it for you. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. And it says here that with it, he shall smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierce and wrath of almighty God. This, my friend, is the Lamb of God who's coming back to judge the nations. Notice what it says. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword. That's not literal. That's symbolic. The Bible says that the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. We read about that in Hebrews. Well, what does that mean? That means the Lord's word cuts. It, it's sharp. It, it, it changes you. You either submit to it or you rebel against it. What he wants to do tonight with his word, he wants to cut some things out of our lives, mm-hmm. Bill. He wants to most definitely cut sin out, our pride, 
He wants to cut those things out, jealousy, envy, sexual immorality, everything that is not of God. How does he do that? By his word. Mm -hmm. His word is a sharp two-edged sword. And so I cannot be changed by trying to be a good person. I cannot, you know, do these things to make myself good. No, the Bible says that we are desperately wicked. Who can know it? I need to learn the word of God. And by the way, the Bible says that Jesus is the word. He Mm -hmm. is the written word and he is the living word. And the word is living inside of us tonight if you're born again. And that's the God works through his Holy Spirit by his word. Mm. And so out of his mouth comes a sharp sword, which is the word of God. And he's going to smite the nations. That means he's going to judge the nations that have thrown in their lot with the Antichrist. And he's where is he going to smite them? Right at the Battle of Armageddon. You're listening to The Last Trump. I am your host, Mike Chory, Bill Bonifacio, here tonight sitting in. And we've got uh, Cross-Eyed Radio coming up right after The Last Trump. Stay with us. And tonight, we um, we just want to say a special thank you to all the listeners that support this radio broadcast. Your help and your prayers are making a difference. We're getting this message out every Saturday night, two hours 110,000 watt station that goes all over Buffalo, all over, I'm getting chill bumps talking about this, all over Western New York, north of Toronto, southern Ontario, and people are sending letters, Bill. We're getting letters. I got three or four letters this week from people saying how much the broadcast is helping them, Mm. encouraging us to keep going. Uh, they're, They're sending gifts to help the radio station stay on the air. And we just give God all the glory. Amen. Give God all the glory. And Canada, you need a revival. Buffalo needs a revival. Western New York needs a revival. And, you know, there are people now getting our podcast all over the world. This this broadcast will be listed on our podcast. uh, I shouldn't say our podcast. It really belongs to a gentleman in central Pennsylvania, uh, Kurt Space and Adam, who are putting that on uh, their podcasts, their social media platform, and these broadcasts are going all over the world. Yeah. And I'm getting the the emails, the texts from cities and places that are downloading the last Trump, downloading the cross-eyed radio. Friend, you have no idea. I mm-hmm. have no clue all that God's doing in these right. last days. But I do know this. The last Trump is a clarion call to get in the ark, to be ready, because the Trump is about ready to sound. And I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about the Trump of God. Are you ready tonight? Are you in Christ? He is the ark. And the only way you can get in, you've got to be born again, born of the spirit, Jesus living inside of you. So tonight, um, keep Keep this broadcast in your prayers. I believe there are so many people that are tuning in that we may never meet this side of heaven, but we're going to meet those brothers and sisters one day on the streets of gold. Amen, Pastor. And as many of our listeners know, two weeks ago we had a fundraiser. And because of your generosity and your prayers, we were able to meet the budget to keep this radio show on for another six, seven weeks maybe. 
but you know more importantly your your understanding that this radio broadcast your 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 donations not only go to the radio broadcast to keep it on every saturday night but it's also helping the podcast it's also providing the app the website the joshua revolution website and so we can't thank you enough the lord can't thank you enough for supporting him and his message getting the message across the airways well and you know in the materials that go out the bibles the books i mean we give it mostly all That's away right. anyone that calls in that gets saved we're sending them bibles we're sending them the cross-eyed book books on the holy spirit mm-hmm. we send out uh, uh all the time books on the last trump the end times right so again you're making a difference we thank each and every one of you all right going back to now revelation chapter 19 and this these passages of scripture bill they just are so they're they're just so powerful of what's going to happen i mean we can't even get wrap our mind around Mm. what's going to happen in the end time when jesus comes back but we're in the 15th verse and we read it before the break he's coming back and out of his mouth comes a sharp sword and again this is symbolic and he's coming back to smite the nations and to rule with a rod of iron what does that mean to rule with a rod of iron this refers to that the lord he's in charge and he's when he comes back to rule and reign in the kingdom age he is not going to rule um by by uh anything goes you can do whatever you want no there's going to be righteous government for the first time there's going to be truth on the earth like we've never known it Mm. before the bible says the government is going to be upon his shoulders and the reason i take such um i take such um i don't know what the word is um, that i'm looking for but but I but I get a little rattled, a little upset when people are talking about that we're going to bring in the kingdom of God. We're going to change culture. Friend, that is the most arrogant, prideful thing. This whole world is getting worse. It's not getting better. I want to say to all the Dominion teachers, how's that working for you guys? Look mm-hmm. at the wars in the with Ukraine and Russia. Look at look at Gaza tonight. Mm-hmm. Look at China. Look at all these countries. Right. I mean, we're ready for a third world war. We're, this country and this world is not getting better. It's get it's getting worse and worse mm-hmm. exactly as the Bible predicted. Mm. And it needs a savior. Mm. It needs a redeemer. It needs the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what we're reading tonight is that moment where he comes back riding on that white horse and all the saints of the ages are coming with him. They're in their glorified bodies. Mm. The horses are not natural. They're spirit horses, meaning you can't, the antichrist and his army, they're going to shoot at God's army. And and I believe we're going to be there with the Lord Jesus Christ. Those of you that are born again, we're going to be on those white horses, but their weapons will have no penetration they'll have no effect on us because we're not in our natural body we're in our glorified body Mm. and he says he treads the wine press of the fierceness and wrath of almighty god this bill is referring to the battle of armageddon the last great battle that's going to take place in 
Jerusalem. Now, some people say, I thought it was going to take place in uh, Megiddo, in the Megiddo Valley, because it's called the Battle of Armageddon, right? Well, that is true. There is going to be battles all over Israel. Mm -hmm. Satan, through his Antichrist and the nations that throw in their lot with the Antichrist, they're going to bring their armies together and they're going to march across the land of Israel in the Megiddo Valley. I've been there 10 times. And the word, the word Armageddon means the mountain of Megiddo. I want, I want us to read verse 16, chapter 16, verse 16 of Revelation. And this is where this comes from. It says in Revelation 16, 16, and he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. You see that? Mm-hmm. So Armageddon is called in the Hebrew the mountain of Megiddo. Mm. Now this large, large valley is just the perfect battlefield. In fact, Napoleon said it's the... It's the perfect battlefield. And there has been wars and battles all throughout the centuries in this land of Israel, in the Megiddo Valley. But what's going to happen there? Notice what it says in verse 16. He's going to gather them. And they're going to be, this this is a literal place. And there's going to be a battle that's going to be fought there. But it's not where it concludes. Where it's going to conclude the Battle of Armageddon is a place called the Valley of Jehoshaphat. Mm. And I want to take you over to the second chapter of the book of Joel. And the the second chapter of the book of Joel has great detail on this battle between the armies of God and the armies of the Antichrist. And it says in Joel chapter 2, verse 1, Blow you the trumpet in Zion. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord comes, for it is near at hand. There is, again, that terminology, the day of the Lord. It's the day of his wrath. And in this verse 1, it says, blow the trumpet in Zion. Where's Zion? That's the city of God. That's what Kim was singing about, Jerusalem. And so we see here in verse two, it says a day of darkness and a day of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness and the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, and there has not been ever the like, neither shall there be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Now I want you to read, if you could build the notes there. In the Expositor Study Bible. Are you in Joel chapter 2? No, read, I'm not. Let me read the notes. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, refers to the beginning days of the battle of Armageddon, when the Antichrist shall ascend and come like a storm, and he mm. shall be like a cloud to cover the land. Now, let me help you right now. What's going on in the world right now? Its tensions are increasing. War is happening as we speak. And this is all setting up for the war of all wars. Now, what what I believe is going to happen is it's going to get worse before it gets better. But the Antichrist is going to come in the midst of war 
and he's going to be a deceiver and he's going to have answers for Israel and for her enemies on how to bring a temporary peace in the Middle East. But it's all a deception because what he's doing, he's setting Israel up for the big kill and he's going to turn on her three and a half years into the tribulation and then he's going to attack her and he's going to try to do what Hitler, what Haman, what Herod couldn't do. He's going to try to destroy every Jewish person on the face. You talk about anti-Semitism. Right. What we're seeing now is the beginning of the worst anti-Semitism the world has ever seen because who's behind it? Satan. He hates the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. He hates the Christian people. Why? Because of what we stand for. The Jewish people gave the world the Messiah Jesus. Mm-hmm. They gave us the Bible, and he wants to destroy every mm-hmm. one of them, as he does every Christian. And but he can't do it yeah. because God is sovereign. Well, that's extremely important. With the, with the war in Gaza has exposed the anti-Semitism tenfold. Even in this country, colleges are protesting you, you know, religious institutes are protesting against Judaism. If you have a star on your, your hat or your, your jacket, you're being, you know, punched. You're being kicked. You're being mocked. And I've never seen this in my lifetime. This has exposed the anti-Semitism that's going on. In our country. Yeah, in our country, right. You know, which, I mean, we stand with the Jewish people because we understand what they have done for all of humanity. They gave us the Bible. They gave us Jesus. Right. They are the elect, as the Bible calls it. They have been chosen. And so the people that come against God's chosen people, what they don't realize, Bill, they're really attacking God. Just as when someone attacks a Christian, they don't realize, but they are attacking the Lord himself. Mm. Jesus said, it's not because they hate you, but it's because they hate me. It's who you represent. That's who they're attacking. Mm. Now, in Joel chapter 2, all right, let's go over to the third chapter of Joel, and it says in verse 2, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will plead with them there for my people and my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. This big Battle has always been about land. Mm. The enemy wants to take the promised land from the Jewish people. And that's what the Antichrist is going to be after. He wants the land of Israel. Now think about it. All of the land that's in that Middle East, I mean, deserts, I mean, countries. You ever see Saudi Arabia Arabia on the map? It's huge. But why do they want that skinny piece of land called Israel? Because... It's the evil one who wants that land because that's where he was defeated. Mm. 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cruel cross and he rose from the the dead three days later, defeating sin, defeating the grave and defeating Satan Mm. himself. Now, this valley of Jehoshaphat, what does it mean? It means, Jehoshaphat means Jehovah has judged so he is going to 
gather all the nations right there in Jerusalem, in the Valley of Jehoshaphat, right there in the heart of that city. I've been there. I've seen that valley, the Kidron Valley, um, the Kishon Valley. I've been to all of them. But the Valley of Jehoshaphat is right there in the heart of Jerusalem, right by the Mount of Olives. And it says he will gather all the nations. That is referring to soldiers. These are armies from the various nations that will throw in their lot with the Antichrist in their efforts to destroy Israel. No doubt that will be Iran. No doubt that will be Iraq. No doubt that will probably be China and Russia. The Bible says there'll be 10 nations. And what are the plans of these people? They want to annihilate the Jewish people one last time. And it says he will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. And this really pertains to the valley of Megiddo. And again, the name Jehoshaphat means Jehovah has judged. But the ultimate conclusion of this battle, I believe, is not going to happen in Megiddo. It's going to happen right in Jerusalem. Mm. And notice what it says. And the words, and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage, Israel. This is all speaking when Jesus comes back to fight in this great battle of all battles. This is the doomsday. When you hear, wow, it's five minutes to doomsday. This is it right here in the third chapter of the book of Joel. And it says in Joel chapter two, verse 13, I'm sorry, chapter three, verse 13, put you in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. Come get you down for the press is full. The fats overflow for their wickedness is great. And listen to this in verse 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Where is the valley of decision? It's right there in Jerusalem. That's another name for the valley of Jehoshaphat. Mm. Where the battle of Armageddon, at least partially, will be fought. And that valley of decision means the Lord is going to finally bring an end to sin. He's going to defeat the Antichrist. And he's going to lock Satan away in the bottomless pit. So when you hear Armageddon, now you know what it's referring to. And, and, and here's the thing. It's closer than anyone realizes. Mm. We're at least seven years away. But if the rapture was bill was to happen in 2024, most likely Daniel's 70th week is going to happen soon after the rapture. So we could be just a little over seven years away to what we're reading tonight Mm. on this broadcast. That's how close we are. That's why preachers need to be preaching the book of Revelation. Mm. They need to be warning the people. Tonight, I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to give you an opportunity to be saved from the wrath of God. Mm. Because many people are going to die in the tribulation. They're not even even going to live to see this Mm. battle. They're going to perish It's going to be so traumatic. You have no idea. I have no idea how terrible it will be to be on the earth 
during the great tribulation. Mm. And John, John spells it out in the book of Revelation as he writes, as he gets a vision from God on what the prophet Joel had written, what, 2,000, no, uh, well, 2,500 years, or no, not, I'm sorry, thousands of years Who are you talking earlier. about, John? Yeah, John. John the Revelator? Yes, yeah, writing he, about he, the prophet Joel. On the island of Patmos. Right. Well, John got the revelation about 100 A.D., so okay, there you go. You know, two thousand years ago, yeah, yes. roughly, right. And here we sit today, studying the Word of God, making it come alive. And and going to the sixteenth verse, as we're running short here on time, it says, "And he has on his vesture, and his thigh a name written, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords." And then the seventeenth verse, and I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the fowls who fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. And that is symbolic, but what is referring to of all the multitudes that are going to be destroyed in the battle of Armageddon, these are armies and these are countries, nations that are fighting against Jesus mm. against God and he's going to take them out see you got to understand yes Jesus is a loving savior but he's also the judge and he's going to judge the nations he's going to judge sin for those that have rejected him right and the Bible says in verse 18 that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of the mighty men and the flesh of of horses and of them who sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Right. It's going to be a tremendous destruction of these nations that have thought they could defeat God mm. himself. Right. The evil that's in this world, friend, is going to come to an end. And tonight here on The Last Trump, I want to ask you, are you in Christ because if you're in Christ, you don't have to worry about the judgment. But if you're living tonight and saying, I'll just take my chances, friend, you're in for a stark reality. Listen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and he shed his blood on that cross for you tonight. He does not want you to perish. Young lady, he does not want you to be here when the wrath of God is poured out. And tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to be saved from the coming judgment. I want to give you an opportunity to be saved from hell itself. You say, Pastor, what do, you, what do I have to do? You need to repent. You need to turn your life over to Jesus. Believe his word. Believe what he did on the cross for you. Trust in his blood alone to save you and to deliver you. And wherever you may be tonight, if you want to make that decision, we want to pray with you. And I want you to pray this prayer out loud, wherever you may be. You're driving down the road. Pray with me. It's not the words that are so important. It's the sincerity of your heart. Make your commitment tonight to repent and follow Jesus. Mm. So Bill's going to help you. Just pray with me right now. Dear God in heaven. Dear God in heaven. I come to you in Jesus' name. I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess to you that I'm a sinner. I confess to you that I am a sinner. 
I deserve judgment. I deserve judgment. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. For the things I've done. For the things I've done. And the way I've lived. And the way I've lived. Lord, please forgive me. Lord, please forgive me. Wash me and cleanse me. Wash me and cleanse me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Right now. Right now. I place my faith. I place my faith. In Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. And what he did on the cross for me. And what he did on the cross for me. And I believe. And I believe. Three days later. Three days later. He rose from the dead. He rose from the dead. And he's alive. And he's alive. I believe that. I believe that. I trust in that. I trust in that. To save me. To save me. And right now. And right now. I surrender my life. I surrender my life. To Jesus Christ. To Jesus Christ. And I ask you, Lord. And I ask you, Lord. To come into my heart. To come into my heart. And to save me. To save me. Right now. Right now. And by faith. And by faith. I believe you've come in. I believe you've come in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Friend, if you just prayed with us, I want you to do a very important thing. I want you to call the phone number right now. We want to help you to grow in your walk with the Lord. Maybe you came back to the Lord. The number to call, 716-229-8000. That's in the greater Buffalo area, 716-229-8000. All those outside of Buffalo, up in Canada, 1-888-444-2920. Go to your phone. God bless you. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Cross-Eyed Radio. You have been listening to The Last Trump, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If The Last Trump has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony on how the program has helped you. If you would like to support The Last Trump financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go to our website at joshuarevolution.org. We thank you for your help and prayers, and remember to tune in next week at 8.30 p.m. for The Last Trump, a study on end times prophecy.